You are now listening to the Think 180 podcast from Inc. 180 Ministries in Chicago, Illinois. Hello and welcome. Please stand by. You know I'm back like I never left. I never left. Another sprint, another step. Another step. Another day, another breath. Another breath. Been chasing dreams, but I never slept. I never slept. Then at least on life is a peace of mind. Seeking to find, I can sleep when I die. Want a piece of the pie, got the keys to the riding. No straight, I'm on my way. I'm on my way, get up my way. I'm running late. What can I say? I heard you die twice. Once when they bury you in the grave, and the second time is the last time that somebody mentions your name. So when I leave here on this earth, did I take more than I gave? Did I look out for the people, or did I do it all for fame? Legend is Exodus, searching for euphoria, judging through the mud to find the present, no ignoring us. Got 20,000 deep off in the street like we some warriors. My mama told me never bow your head. Whoa. I feel glorious, glorious. Got a chance to start again. I was born for this, born for this. It's who I am, how could I forget? I'm heading through the darkest part of the night. And now I see. What's up, everybody? This is Chris, uh, Chris at Inc. 180 Tattoo in Oscar U, Illinois. And this is the Think 180 Podcast. This is episode 18. As always, I'm joined with, by uh, my friend Kyle Craning. Hey, what's going on, everybody? The last episode of 2017, heading into 2018 with episode 18. I think that's pretty fitting. That is very nice. Kind of trippy, but very cool. Yeah, it's crazy. I can't believe it's the end of the year already. Kind of snuck up, man. It was like... Felt like after once November first hit the the year just slammed. Yes, definitely. Especially at Halloween. Once Halloween's done yeah. over, like oh Thanksgiving, oh Christmas, oh New Year's. It's just like dang, yeah. and it's over. Where did it go? And now, like with the last couple of weeks, man, I'm I'm absolutely ready for 2018. Yes, it's uh, it's been a, a tough end to the year personally, but uh, and it's it's wild. I've been kind of you know you sit back and you. You look at all the year in review stuff on Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. It's fun, fun to kind of look back on the year, and that's kind of what we're gonna do today and talk through this craziness of this year. Um, but I mean, I can't remember a year. I really can't remember a year in my life that's been as tense and hard as this year has been in a lot of ways, like mm-hmm. personally, professionally, just in, in every way. Right. It was a in 2017 had a had a lot of negativity, a yeah. lot of anxiety, a lot of stress. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of people in many ways, and especially as a as a country, as we know, you know, right. a lot of all the stuff that's happened, a lot of ups and downs. But you know, I try to stay focused on the positive because yeah. otherwise, that's just going to drag me down. And you know, we got to look forward and stay on the positive side for the 2018. And that's it. I did a the other night. I did a year end year end video on the Inc. One Eighty Facebook page. Uh, it's kind of recapping a bunch of the things that we did this year and and what we we're able what we were able to see through. Don't and, spoil uh, it for me. I, I haven't watched it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was you know thinking back on it, I was like, man, it was it was a hard year. You know, it was definitely a hard year. But I'm I'm taking that that the pain of the year and you know, the tough stuff from it as a learning experience and as energy going into 2018, that's just kind of the attitude I'm taking with it. I'm not going to, you know, sit here and be like, Oh, you know, it's funny. Cause you read some people's stuff on social media and they're like, I can't wait for 2018. I'm like, right. okay, it's only, dude, it's like a couple of days and you get a new calendar and it, it right. doesn't, you know, you, you make some promises that you'll, you know, blow in two days and yep. I know, you know all about that. It, it, yeah, me too. I'm a, I'm a professional at that. But you know, it it's funny to me. It's just it's a landmark mm-hmm. on a on a calendar, you know. But yep. Uh, all right, well, let's get into it. Let's let's get into it first. As you know, as we kind of start this 2017 year in review, let's talk about the good thing. Um, some some ministry highlights. I always like to do this at the end of the year and, and kind of just remember what we were able to do together as a as a extended family of Inc. 180 all the folks that support our work and you know our our three-man team here with me lisa and sophie and 
Um, so removals and cover-ups done in 2017, 694. Dang. Uh, and I believe, I, I have to look back, but I think that was our biggest year numbers wise and uh so we're we're pretty happy about that we're ecstatic about that actually um that's you know that's what the ministry was founded on and when people think of ink 180 that's what they think of is the free tattoo removal and cover-up program so 694 of those bad boys done this year um the mobile unit the uh the 38 foot beautiful beast as i like to call it um (laughs) Our, our mobile tattoo removal and tattoo cover-up studio, Grace One, uh, hit the streets this year um, for its first year in a big way. We were able to hit nine states. Uh, we were in Iowa, Nebraska, Missouri, Kansas, Indiana, Michigan, Kentucky, Wisconsin, and, of course, Illinois, all over the place. Um, I think it pretty much covers the Midwest, yeah? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. We, were, uh, we were all over the place. and. And it was it was a really good year for that. You know, we had some, uh, so we did a lot of work on the inside. We had a lot of a lot of good friends. Um, you know, our our friends came through. You know, especially Hugh and Dean. Those guys came through and did a lot of great work for us. Um, donated their time and talents to to make that a, just a beautiful rolling studio. And we really appreciate them doing that. Um, but 2018, man, we're gonna be everywhere. As soon as this stupid ice thaws and melts, we're we're out and we're going to be everywhere. We're hitting the south, southwest, west. I got to go home to California this year. So we're going to take that thing everywhere. So look forward to that. Um, Between Lisa and I, we spoke this year at 43 schools, junior highs, high schools, and universities. And, man, we love doing that. We Every year, that's something that we just, we've, we've tried to grow every single year. Um, we, we don't charge schools to speak, to do assemblies. We speak in classes. We do whole entire school presentations, whatever they want. Um, and we're talking about things like social media safety and, uh, but mostly human trafficking and, and how to prevent being caught up in that, how to um, be aware of your surroundings. Um, it's different things like that. We love speaking in the school. So if you're a teacher or an educator and that's something that uh, you're interested in, give us a call. Um, Mackenzie, of course, started the, the, uh, social media safety classes about three and a half years ago. And, uh, it's just, it's something that she and I, Mackenzie's my daughter. If you don't know that she's now 19, almost 20. And, uh, man, she bought her first car this week. <laughs> she's growing up on me. Whew. Um, my daughter's driving a, a much nicer car than I am. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. Uh, I love it. But, uh, now, Mackenzie started the social media safety classes a few years ago with me, and, and uh, this year we were happy to be able to do 21 of those classes together. And uh, it's something now that, that Tyler is becoming involved in. My, my son, he's 15, and he helps out with those two now from time to time because Mackenzie, of course, is, is working and has her career going. So we're splitting those up a bit. But uh, 21, pretty happy with that. And I'm gonna, I've got some news on that here and uh, our goals for 2018 as well so coming up. Um, I love to get out and speak in the jails and the prisons. I, I love to put on social media that I'm going to prison and watch my mom freak out every time. <laughs> she doesn't understand. I'm like, no, I'm just for the day. It's all good. I'll be home tonight. But um, I have a lot of friends who do uh, full-time prison ministry, and I'm really inspired by the work that they do and the way that they care for, for people that most of society wants to print, pretend don't exist. And that's the uh, folks that are incarcerated. Um, but we were blessed to be able to speak in 26 different jails or prisons this year in five different states. Uh, and it's something that we're always looking to do more of. So if you're involved in an organization that does that and you're interested in having me come out and join you and, and help out and, and be a part of what you're doing, I'd love to do that. So reach out, give me a call. And then this year we gave out almost 1,700 Bibles for free. Um, We've done that. It's just something that we, we started for fun um, to have here at the shop. We have bins uh, by the front door and they're, you know, we have people that will go and um, they'll hit the garage sales and buy up all these old Bibles and just drop them off or they'll go to Goodwill or whatever. And they'll buy up all the Bibles they have and drop them off. It's really awesome. <clears throat> so to be exact, it was 1,681 free Bibles. And some of those were distributed to prisons as well. So. 
really good stuff. <laughs> really happy with what we were able to accomplish. Um, and it's everybody, you know, I, I was talking about this in the video and I do not want this to, uh, to be diminished in any way because this work is only possible because we have people that support us. Um, Lisa and I, when we started the ministry in, in 2011, we poured a lot of our own savings into it and our entire savings was depleted by the end of year two. Um, and, and people have really kind of come around the, the ministry, you know, from the beginning and said, no, we love this. We support this and we want to help out. And we have, you know, we have people that'll donate every month. We have some people that do like a recurring monthly donation of $5 or $10. And it's such a huge, it's a huge blessing. Um, we have people that donate whenever we put out the call on Facebook that we're kind of in a position where we really could use some funding. Um, churches will kind of come around us. The Well Church in, in Geneva have been a huge blessing to us. The Vineyard Church has been a huge blessing to us. Um, just different places I've spoken at have really felt a, a, an urge to support our ministry. And, and so many of you guys that are listening to this have really blessed us over the years. So we can't thank you enough because, you know, we do the, the physical part of it, but without the financial backing and the financial blessing that you comes from you guys, it's just, it's impossible. There's no way we could do this. So I want to thank you because these accomplishments that we were able to achieve in 2017 only were made possible because you guys helped us make it possible. So thank you very much for everything. Um, I love all the emails, messages, phone calls I get, visits. You know, if you're ever in the area, if you're in Chicago, you're visiting, you, if you live in the area, come by, come by and say hello. I'll show you the shop. I'd love to, to, you know, talk more about what we're doing one-on-one, -on -one, answer any questions you have, uh, you know, bring your kids. It's, it's a family-friendly place here. Uh, you know, when we started Inc. 180, it was funny because I worked in a lot of different tattoo shops over the years and, you know, before my life changed it didn't bother me, but there's no way I could have worked in those, some of those shops now, you know? And right. when we started Inc. 180, we wanted to give people just a, a real clean, comfortable place to be able to come and get tattoo work done, um, whether it's ministry related or just regular work. And it's always funny to have people come in here and they're like, oh my gosh, I feel like I can bring my family in here. Oh yeah. I mean, it's amazing yeah. before, you know, doing this podcast with you coming in here and a couple of times and just, you know, compared to the other places I've been, it's just, it's like, wow. You right. know, even it's like, this is awesome. I love coming here and yeah. getting work done prior to this. And now it's like, like, you know, I recommend it to everybody. So totally. I mean, if you're coming to get work done, bring your, bring your kids, yeah. you know, bring your screaming babies. Yeah. I might do that test Chris out. <laughs> Maybe not the screaming baby. <laughs> Come on. Just kidding. That's awesome. No, it is. It's, you know, we're just, it, it's funny because a lot of the people that I tattoo are, are people that I meet when I go out and speak in churches and they're always uh, a little timid and, and kind of shy. And they're like, yeah, could you do a regular tattoo for me? I'm like, yeah, sure. And, and we set it up and they come in. It, we're trying to take as much of the tension away from the person getting a tattoo as possible. So mm -hmm. it's, it's more like walking into your living room, you know, and yep. hanging out, getting, nice comfy leather couches and uh you know good music on the radio we're not blaring death metal and stuff but, uh, every once in a while we'll put some corn on yeah you know? mostly only when those guys are here but <laughs> no nah, I, I play corn. <laughs> i play it but when i'm cleaning and stuff but yeah come on in man we would we would love to show you guys around and um talk more about what we do and, and if you have questions you just want to come sit down and talk one-on-one -on -one. if your kids are doing you know any kind of a, a a presentation in school on human trafficking or gangs or self-harm or domestic violence, whatever. And they're looking for a resource to uh, just ask some questions, some help with their projects, photos, anything like that. Come see us, give us a call, write us, email me, Chris at Inc180.com. We would definitely, you know, we're a free resource. I tell kids in the schools all the time that when, when we go speak, I'm like, Hey, if you're doing a project and you need, you know, to do an interview or, you know, anything like that, give me a call. We do that all the time and we love it. Um, so of course with some positives, there's also some negatives. 2017, like I said, was just a tough year for 
I think most people in a lot of different ways. Uh, so we're, you know, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, personally, I mean, I, you know, if you follow my work and you have this year, you know that I've dealt with my own personal madness just with my health. Um, I was almost 400 pounds eight months ago. Uh, I've lost 82 pounds. Um, and I didn't just do that because one day I woke up and said, oh, I should lose some weight. That's uh, actually not entirely true. I went to the chiropractor because I had some back pain and um, my blood pressure was a little high. So I, I went to the doctor. I said, you know, I was like, you know, this is ridiculous. I should really get my act together. I've got three great kids, beautiful wife. I'm only 46 and I should get my health in order. So I, I wanted to go see a doctor, my doctor first. And I walked into the doctor. Uh, my blood pressure was 210 over 100. They threw me in the emergency room, slammed a bunch of IVs in my arm. And my doctor looked at me and he said, you can either get your act together and live or you can stay doing what you're doing and die. Like, well, aren't you direct? All right. Yeah. You know? It's like, uh, I'll take option one. Please. Yeah, exactly. So I, I did. And uh, my doctor, Dr. Dongri in Plainfield, Illinois, is a, he's a great guy. He's little, uh, I believe he's Indian. Great guy. Funny, really funny dude. Really dry sense of humor though. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like the opposite of me because I'm pretty boisterous and loud, but he, uh, I I looked at him and, and he, you know, he'd been telling me for a long time. He's been my doctor since we moved here to, to Illinois. And I looked at him. I was like, all right, I know I've ignored pretty much everything you've told me. Um, but I'll do whatever you tell me to do. Just tell me what to do. What do you, how do you think I should take care of this? And he told me, you know, he put me on Mediterranean diet and all this stuff and blah, 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 blah. And if you, if you're looking for uh, specifics on that, you can give me a shout. I'll, I'll be happy to share it all with you, but I don't want to bore people that already know it. Uh, started losing weight, uh, really followed it to a T and when he told me I could finally start working out, I started just walking 20 minutes a day and you know, I'm walking almost four miles a day and lifting weights now and trading bad, you know, bad weight for good weight. And I feel 20 years younger. Um, I don't really care how I look. I, it, you know, it's a lot of people lose weight to look better. I, it'd be pretty hard to, I'd have to work pretty hard to look good, but it, uh, it, for me, it's all just how I feel. And, it's, it's really affected so much, um, in my life, just my work, my family time, my sleep, everything, my attitude. Uh, although I still have my bad days, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's been a struggle though. It's been a tough, it's been a tough journey. So I, I want to thank all the people that have kind of been there for me to, to, you know, send him messages and, and emails and calls and all that and all the, the positivity that's gone along with that because it has been the hardest fight of my life for sure. Um, it's, and it's, it's going to be a journey for the rest of my life. Um, you know, I want to, I said I want to lose 100 pounds. I don't know. I've probably lost 100 pounds of, of body fat, but I'm just, I'm lifting weights and I'm building a bunch of muscle mass back that is from like my teens and early 20s. And, mm-hmm. Like, man, this is kind of cool how quick it comes back. But uh, your body's a pretty remarkable thing. And one of the things I've learned this year is that you only get one of them and you better take care of it or else it's going to it's gonna affect you. And it really was. A, it wasn't just the, the blood pressure and the potential risk of a stroke and, and all that stuff that was scary. It was, it was wreaking havoc on a lot of things, my joints and yep my back and all kinds of stuff. And it, until I started losing all this weight, I didn't really realize just how much that was affecting me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was a big deal. Uh, deal. Still dealing with the nerve damage in my hand and just praying. I, I get as much time out of my hand as, as possible. And uh, I've talked about it before, but it'll, it'll come to a time. Um, I hope it's a ways down the road where I can't tattoo anymore. So I've, I've taken a lot of steps to help that and get acupuncture on my hand and, and different types of physical therapy done on it. And the lifting weights has actually helped a little bit strengthening it. Um, so yeah, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, so health was a big thing for me in 2017. 
And I'll tell you, you know, it's, it's kind of ironic to be talking about weight as we come into new year's. Cause of course, you know, everybody, it's going to be a drag at the gym for the next three weeks. Cause you get all the resolution folks that are like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to lose weight. And I got to pray that they all do. I really do. But we all know, you know, resolutions are what they are. And, uh, you know, I, I had made that resolution a number of times and I'd go to the gym for like two weeks, three weeks and be like, yeah, it's all good. And then I'd fall off. So. Yeah. The gym will be an interesting place for the next few weeks, but thank God it's a 24 hour gym and I can go at yeah. you know two in the morning. Cause it will be, be bothered, a zoo, right? It'll be a zoo for a few weeks, but uh, I, I hope they all stick around. I really do. I'll go work out at two in the morning so I can get on a treadmill. It doesn't bother me. Um, financial woes, you know, this was a tough year. Uh, we're going to talk about some, some of the current event kind of stuff that went down this year, but, there, and there was a reason for it. It wasn't that people weren't wanting to support the ministry. It's just that there were so many needs all over the place. I mean, the hurricanes, huge, huge, huge impact on this country and other countries. You know, people have, we have people from all over the world in this country who were impacted by these hurricanes and just such devastation. So many friends, um, especially in Texas uh, that and Miami that experienced a lot of loss and damage and just the the mental aspect of what goes on during a natural disaster uh, and then of course you know puerto rico puerto rico just absolutely got hammered and is still to this day I, what did they say i was watching good morning america this morning they said i want to say that they said it was like six hundred thousand people still don't have power yep like how how is that even possible it it is and it's crazy because you know i found out this you know back during christmas that you know comed is you know undertaking a huge project to get equipment and and some of their resources here in illinois you know my uh stepdad was asked if he wanted to go down to to puerto rico and work on it you know and they're shipping stuff down there on barges and getting to work i mean Boots are on the ground there to get that to get that place back up and running, and obviously we hope it's sooner rather than later because I couldn't imagine, you know. Yeah, I know. We were uh, I was supposed to go down to Puerto Rico with Amor from Miami Tattoo Company, and in, uh, in December they invited us. There were there's a big uh, it's the I believe it's called the the Puerto Rico Tattoo Convention. Very creative name, right? But. Uh, <laughs> we were invited to go down there with Amore and her team from Miami tattoo company and tattoo down there. And of course the, the hurricane, uh, of every, every event in Puerto Rico was canceled basically yep. um, everything. So we, uh, we're looking at that. I was just talking to some folks here. And I was like, you know, it'd be so cool if we could do a mission trip down there, you know, instead of going down there to tattoo, go down there and help with some cleanup or, you know, if there's some folks down there that had tattoo shops that were, you know, destroyed or affected, go down there and help them rebuild their shops or something. So we're, uh, we're looking at some stuff like that, that we can do. Um, and of course, you know, the, the thing is with, you know, Houston, right. It's Houston and Miami, Houston obviously got hit. I, I think it's okay to say they got hit harder than Miami did. Although Miami folks, a lot did hit, have a huge impact, but not as bad as I think what they anticipated it initially but um it's what we saw with katrina too it's that initial oh i want to go help and then the help's all gone and there's still a whole hell of a lot of work that needs to be done Mm -hmm. Uh, i know our friends down at cypress creek church down in houston area they suffered a massive loss and it was crazy to me one of the most inspiring stories of 2017 for me was how fast they rebuilt their, their church. And it's because their church came together and ripped out the old drywall and the old carpet. And uh, they had a lot of water damage in that place and uh, they got it taken care of. And, and I'm pretty sure it's all back to, to normal there, but I know there's a lot of people and, and folks in the Houston area that didn't have flood insurance. Yep. They're trying to rebuild things on their own. And man, I know my church wants to go down there and, and do some work and we're going to try and get that coordinated here after the first year, uh, just because of everything going on with my pastor and his family with their tragedy that they experienced. Um, 
think we're just going to talk to some folks in Houston, take the lead on that and see what we can do to get down there, take the mobile unit down full of uh, supplies and, and some folks and help out our, our friends in Houston. But, um, you know, then of course we had Las Vegas and, and I mean, just crazy, the, the, uh, tragedy that happened in Vegas and, and that that could happen. And, and, you know, it's one of those things that when we saw it happen, saw it play out, we were all blown away. But then you thought about it and you're like, why are we surprised? Why are we surprised? Because it wasn't some mastermind thing. Right. Dude rented a hotel room, shot a bunch of people at a concert below him. Mm-hmm. You know, why, why does it surprise us? Right. And why does it surprise us that in a, in a country that has decimated the mental health programs and eliminated programs and, you know, made them out, out of reach and unattainable to the average American that needs that help? Right. Why are we surprised when this happens? Especially to, you know, veterans and even recent veterans, you know, current day veterans, you know, from being out in the Middle East. I mean, when, you know, my family went down to uh, Orlando to go to Disney back in yeah. June. We ended up floating around in the air above Orlando International for a good 45 minutes. And we were told, you know, by the pilot that it was weather. But when we landed, we were found out it was actually because there was a gunman in the parking lot. And lo and behold, on the news that night, you find they had so they had to close down the whole airport. Wow. So when we got off, there's nobody in this airport. And on the news later, you find out that it was a guy who had a, a fake toy gun and he was trying to do suicide by police. And I don't mean to make oh, this yeah. dark right now, but yeah. I mean, and then he come to find out he was also a veteran from the Middle East, from the from the 2000s, you know, this current generation and this current decade. And, you know, just didn't get the help that he's needed. You know, he's suffering. Yeah. we're. I'm glad you, you brought that up because it's something I wanted to, uh, I'll, I'll tease it a little bit. I've got a guy at my church. His name is Quinn Triplett. He's an amazing guy. He's a firefighter here. He's a retired military. He did three tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan. Just a phenomenal, phenomenal guy. I love this guy mm-hmm. um, because he runs a nonprofit now, or he's a part of an, I don't know if he runs it, but he's a big part of a nonprofit here. And he's a scuba diver. Okay. And he teaches scuba uh-huh. to military vets that, that are dealing with PTSD okay, and works with guys that have PTSD and, mm-hmm. and helps them work through that. Awesome. Um, and helps get resources and stuff. And we're going to have him on actually in the next two weeks. I'm interviewing, interviewing him at church next week and then we're going to have him on the podcast. So awesome. Look forward to that. Yeah, me too. Cause it is a huge problem, man. And, and you know, the thing is like, I, I talk to military folks all the time. I tattoo military folks all the time. Those guys should be getting guys and, and gals should be getting our best. Yep. They should get our best when they get home and they, they get nothing, man. They really don't get anything. You know, watching the news this morning, they're, they're in New York city. They're talking about, you know, of course, New Year's Eve and whatever I could do without New Year's Eve and the ball dropping and whatever. But, uh, they were talking to, uh, some high ranking police official and they're talking about the enhanced security because of Las Vegas. And if you think about it, they're, they're in times square. They're talking about a million people yeah. in times square tomorrow night, millions of windows. Yeah. Right. And they said that um, people are not allowed to bring umbrellas because they have helicopters overhead scanning the crowd okay. and an umbrella could conceal something. Right. I'm like, wow. I want to see the video surveillance of that, like how, how tight they can get in on somebody. And I know it's, they can get very close up, but I was just thinking about it. I was like, man, this is the world we're living in now. Yeah. And it's not even a, to me, you know, I'll tell you, I'm a gun owner. Um, I have a concealed carry license just because of the death threats that I've received. Um, I'm not a, I'm not a, gun freak and i'm not an anti-gun person either um i think in the right hands the right trained hands they're fine but 
we're seeing stuff that is um we're seeing a lot of flaws in our in our system as far as who can and can't buy guns and i'll tell you this this may upset some folks that are listening and this guys it's just my opinion okay i'm not a i'm not a politician there's not a thing i can do about it but I'll tell you, I have shot an AR-15, and I don't think any non-military or <laughs> law enforcement person needs that kind of gun. But uh, you know, you may disagree, and that's okay. I, it's just my opinion. But uh, <clears throat> I'm just I'm praying that New Year's Eve and every day is, is safe. But it's just the time, the day, you know, kind of the day and times we're living in that, that we have this constant threat of somebody who may or may not have mental issues that are being um, taken care of or addressed. And it's just, it's come to the forefront big time. You know, the, everything, the Orlando, the list goes on and on and on for these random shootings and these horrific events. So um, that was a huge thing. I know our friends, you know, Pastor Sean and, and Judd out in, Vegas is central central church did a just an amazing job with their community and the work that they did to and many others certainly not just them but I know them uh, I was blessed to to be out there working with them a little bit this is before the of course the the Vegas attack took place and, and do some work to cover up some self-harm scars for just a amazing young woman there named Desiree and um looking forward to being out in Vegas and, and doing some work with them after the new year. And we're going to talk about that in the 2018 goals a little bit, but let's get away from some of the, uh, the negative stuff and talk about some more positives um, kind of going on around us and the ministry and related stuff. One of the things I want to do to start that, I want to say a huge thank you to the Oswego police department. Um, the Oswego police department <laughs> has stepped in and really led a charge for other police departments to follow. Um, we have, you know, like almost every community in this country, we've had a, a big increase in these uh, Asian massage parlors and they're not all shady places guys, but there are some, and we had some here. We had three of them here in town that had some shady activity and the Oswego PD did a phenomenal job of doing a, a great investigation, uh, long-term investigation and made arrests at three different, places for prostitution and made charges and, and took care of that. I want every other police department in the area to look at what the Oswego PD did and, and run with it because they did a great job and they should be commended and they, they should be thanked for that. So I, I want to formally thank them for the work that they did and continue to do. Um, in addition, the village of Oswego has said, all right, what can we do? to make sure that this isn't going on here as far as licensing and, and uh, inspection, things like that, business licensing. So they've taken um, the, the next step. So I'm really happy. Awesome. Really proud of our, our little village here, Oswego, Illinois, for what they're doing. It's, and it's not a small thing. It's a, it's a big deal. So, you know, a lot of people, <laughs> when these arrests came down and were made, a lot of people in the community were, were kind of throwing mud at the, the village and like, why did they let them do this? I'm like, hell, they don't know. I mean, right. what are you going to do? Like if you have a pizza place where some, some guy gets busted selling pot in there, what are you going to do? Shut down all the, all the pizza joints and right. not, not allow pizza joints to open. They're not all, they're not all bad, you know? So I think that the Oswego PD and the, and the village did just a, a great job. So I want to thank them for that. Um, I already talked about my health and that's, I think that's a positive. It was a negative that turned into a huge positive. Um, everything that we're doing this year, I'm, I feel so, um, inspired by the fact that we're seeing other tattoo artists kind of jump in and, and do this kind of work that we're doing here across the country. Mm -hmm. Another one just came up in, in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And it's always funny to me because I'll, I'll always get a Facebook message or a phone call or email. And they're like, right. Look at, they're copying what you do. And I'm like, I don't care. Like, right. that's what I want. Like, and it's not, I want, I'll, I've said it a billion times and I'll say it a billion more. Ink 180 was not my idea. God gave me this work. It's not something I sat up late one night and thought of. 
Um, I want every tattoo artist to do some of what we do. Right. You this know? isn't something you, you didn't put a patent or a no. trademark on this strategy or this type of work. No. And I'm, I'm, I'm not the first one that ever did something for somebody for free. I mean, there's right. the tattoo artist community with all of its, its flaws and, and scars is a beautiful community for the most part. You know, there's, it, it's a mixed population. You got some that are just great people that want to do things for people in the community and whatever it is. And then you have the other part that hate the rest of us, but the, the, the community is really right. Raising up together and rising up and the community and doing some really cool things. So I love that, man. It makes me happy every time I see that, um, you know, we're a lot stronger together than alone. So, it's it's cool to see that, and I'm I'm seeing a lot more Christian tattoo artists, which really makes me happy. Um, you know, I don't I don't care if people are Christian or not. I don't care if they're atheists or whatever, as long as they're good people. <laughs> but we are seeing quite a few more people coming out and saying, "Yeah, I'm a Christian man," and I'm like, "That's beautiful." Right on. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's we're seeing um, like my buddies out in uh, out in California, Rube and and big five out there they're leading church services in their tattoo shop <laughs> yeah and amore was doing that down in miami tattoo company for a while and it was awesome and it just got so big that they moved it to a church right that's um, really cool but it's it's crazy man would you ever think that there'd be a tattoo shop that's having church services on sunday nope never it used to be the tattoo shops wouldn't even open until one o'clock because most of the artists were hung over you know <laughs> right but uh you know they're having like 8 a.m. church services on Sunday. I think it's beautiful. We're seeing a lot of a lot of cool things uh, going on with that. Um, more than anything, I think you know with the all the challenges that kind of were thrown at us this year, it really gave me a lot of affirmation of what we're doing. Like this really is what we're supposed to do, right? And it's like, yeah. Um, everywhere I turned, it was like, okay, there's this struggle but there's a message within it. And I saw that this year more than really any other time. It's really been cool to have just this clear affirmation from God that this is, this is where we're at. This is what we're doing. And we are going in the right direction. We've, and we still continue to make mistakes and learn from it. And that's just part of life. I mean, it's definitely a part of life. It's definitely a part of ministry. So we're excited by all that. And um, I'm at that point. I was, I was having this conversation with my wife. Where, you know, it's, it's me and Lisa and Sophie and, you know, Sophie is 20 and, you know, obviously a lot younger and people ask me like, well, with your hand, like what, what happens when you can't tattoo anymore? I'm like, I just give Sophie the keys and tell her to have, have it run, mm -hmm. you know, that's been, that's been our plan ever since we started was never to do this forever. But to do it as long as I can, I mean, I hope I have another 10, 15 years in me. Who knows? But, right. You know, I'm trying to, to bring others up behind me to just take it over. I'm not going to sell it to her. I'm just going to give her the key. <laughs> See, you, you won't like remain a figure like uh, you won't become like the godfather oh, of Inquinity. No, I don't want to be anybody's godfather. But <laughs> I'll always be involved. I mean, the thing is, once I'm at that point down the road where I can't tattoo physically anymore, I can still do all the education stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I can still do street ministry. I can still do outreach. Um, I can still educate and, um, talk to people and minister. Um, uh, that's, that's really what Inc. 180 is anyway. I mean, the tattoo aspect of it, a lot of people think that's the, the, the primary, but it's really not. I mean, it's a vehicle <clears throat> certainly, but, and that'll always stay here. You know, that'll always happen. Who knows? I mean, who knows? Maybe we'll open another facility in a, in a warm state. We'll have <laughs> Oswego and Phoenix or Oswego and Vegas. I mean, right. it, this would, man, it's four below right now and I'm wearing shorts and not real thrilled with mother nature. So who knows? You know, it's whatever, whatever God wants to do. I, I think it'd be kind of fun to do some ministry in a place called Sin City. My friends, Sean and Judd and. Who knows? Maybe I'll split my time. Maybe I'll. Oh my gosh, man! I just had an epiphany. Oh boy, here we go. Turning into my mother, my mom, <laughs> dude. She's gonna listen to this and laugh, and or she'll say, "What in the hell is wrong with that?" Um, my mom 
and my stepdad Vance up until a year ago, they would live in Minneapolis or Minnesota, Southern Minnesota in the summertime or in the, you know, the warm months as they call it. And they'd live in Phoenix during the, the cold winters. And, uh, oh my gosh, man, that just hit me hard. I'm turning into my mother. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll be like bi-coastal, except no coasts. I'm not going back to LA and <laughs> with the exception of Lake Michigan, we don't have a coast here, but you know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows what it'll be? I've been praying about it though, because I want to start working towards it. If it's something I need to get education for, um, you know, that's what I'm going to start doing. I'm going to, I, I had promised my mom a long time ago. More than that, I promised myself that I would go to school. You know, I dropped out of school when I was 16 to help support my mom and my little sister. And, um, I hated school and it was, just, I was in such a bad place. I just dropped out and went to work and I went back and finished high school and all that. But I always promised my mom I'd go to college and I am doing, I'm starting that. And, uh, I want to see what God's plan is for me and what education I need to do to get ready for that. And it's so funny because I've had, I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, where did you go to your, where did you go to seminary? I'm like, what? Like, I can go to seminary. <laughs> I have a really good pastor who educates me a lot and right. stuff and a lot of good friends who are pastors. I was like, I never went to a seminary. You know, I've got my GED. No, it doesn't mean I'm not going to. Uh, I, I don't. I don't believe that my calling is to go be a pastor, uh, but I think my, my calling is always going to include sharing God with people and, and educating. So that I'm excited about. So who knows? It's uh, the next, you know, the next few years are going to be interesting. We're going to, we're staying here in Oswego at least until Quinn graduates high school and she's 12 right now. So we got what? Seven, six, seven years. Yeah. Six, yeah. seven. So who knows what the future brings, but God, you know, and we're excited about it. Um, 2018 goals. I, I, you know, I don't like, I don't want to just look at 2017 and be happy with what we did. And, and we are, we're very blessed to be able to announce those numbers and the things that we were able to accomplish together as, as an extended family. But let's talk about 2018 a little bit. Um, when I was in Vegas, with uh, Sean Williams and Judd Wilhite out at Central. Sean asked me, they have a, a school that they've started at Central, which is, it's just amazing. Like those two are, are two of the most amazing energetic pastors I've ever met. And they just have a different view on theology that I think is really, really healthy and, and life. And Sean asked me if I would do a class for their school. That's doing. I was like, wow, man, that's I was awesome. like, I was, totally honored when he when he brought it up like absolutely i'd love to and i'm like what do you want me to do and he's like i want you to to write and and conduct a class called dangerous faith like talk to me about that <laughs> and he said well he said there's a lot of safe ministries out there you know there's a lot of warm and fuzzy ministries and he's like right. yours is not warm and fuzzy yours is edgy and it's it's different and it's dangerous and you're like a lot of times you're kind of on the front lines of things. And I said, well, yeah, definitely. I agree with that for sure. And he's like, people need to hear about that and people need to see the scars that come along with that and what it's done, what, how it's affected your life and how it's changed you and mm -hmm. how it's changed your family and how it's changed your outlook. And man, I got so pumped when he was talking to me about it. And uh, the guy should be, he's like Tony Robbins on steroids. Oh man. He's got, and, but, but different though. Like he encourages you in a way that you don't even, you never looked at yourself the way that he has. It's really cool. Um, and I left there, that whole flight home from Vegas. I was like, I was scribbling out notes and I'm like this, I want to talk about this and this and this and so I'm, I'm really excited about that. We're going to be doing that after the first of the year out in Vegas. So cool. <clears throat> that'll be coming up. Really excited about that. And that's the kind of stuff I want to do, you know, because I speak in churches all the time and, and I love it. And every time I, I do one that I talk to them beforehand, I'm like, well, what do you want me to specifically talk about? And, or what do you want me to avoid? And uh, <clears throat> it's 
to me, it's, it's the same stuff. You know, it's like, yes, my story about how I came to Christ, that's people like to hear that. And that, I'll, I'll always tell that story if people want to hear it. Um, and they talk, want me to talk about the ministry and, and, and different things and topics, you know, sex trafficking and gangs and self-harm, domestic violence, different stuff we're dealing with. But man, I want to give people a different look on it. And I want to give people a different look on it in a way that inspires them to want to get a little dangerous with their faith. I like so, it. Yeah. So super excited about that. So, um, I already had, had kind of alluded to uh, a great deal of work with the mobile unit coming out this spring. As soon as this, this white stuff on the ground thaws out, <laughs> uh, we're excited about that. So if you have an event, um, coming up in, in 2018, you want us to come out with a mobile unit, give us a call. We'll see if, if uh, we can work it into the schedule. We'd love to. We've got a lot of stuff coming up. I know I've already got a, a trip to Nashville planned for uh, around spring break. So if uh, we're going to be down there with Brian Welch from Corn, so super stoked about that. Nice. He lives down there. Uh, yeah, you want to go? Nashville? Yeah, man. I've always wanted to go to Nashville. That's, Nashville's cool, man. Uh, yeah, my parent, my mom has gone a couple of times the last year, and every time they say it's just it's a blast. Yeah. It's an awesome place. Yeah, Nashville's awesome. Tyler wants to go to school down there at Belmont for music education, music production stuff. So we're going to make a run down there, hang out with, with Head and, and chill out and see him. He's off tour now. They're, they're finally getting a break. They've been, Corn's been on tour for like three years. So <laughs> we're going to stay with him, and he's going to uh, introduce us to some folks down there. I'm speaking at a church down there and do some removals for him and some other people. So good stuff. Um, looking forward to that. and many other trips um i'd love to get that thing down to the south i've I've promised houston too so we have to set that up and we're going to tie that in like I, I mentioned before with some service days down there and do some help and the rebuilding process so excited about all that um I, hopefully a lot of people like this news i'm finally going to finish the book yeah it, it's, it's like 70 <laughs> it's like 75 percent done um but it's hard. It's, it's the hardest, one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. And it's because I'm reliving a lot of things that I don't want to relive and, and telling the stories. And it's just painful. It's like another, you know, therapy session, slap in the face kind of thing. And, but it's good. I mean, at the end of the day, it's positive and we're going to have that done this year. I promise it'll be done. Um, we are, um, I mentioned the dangerous faith class. We're, we're looking at a, another possible documentary. People have kind of been asking for a version two sequel. Yeah. Sequel. You know, I joked about that, like <laughs> one of the first podcasts and now. I, yeah, you did. That's right. Yeah, that's right. No, it won't. It'll be totally different uh, from the first documentary, but it'll have aspects of it. I mean, it'll be very ministry focused, but it's mm-hmm. going to be more focused on the outreach, the street ministry, the, you know, the, the gang intervention stuff, especially, um, and I'm hoping to do some, uh, s- some, uh, human trafficking interve- street intervention stuff with Brenda Myers Powell, who is just phenomenal. She's a sex trafficking survivor and like one of the leading advocates in this country, somebody that I have just a huge amount of respect for. She, um, she runs things in Chicago. She, she's out on the streets every, like every week. Um, meeting with victims of human trafficking and, and trying to give them services and get them away from their pimps. And, and she's gangster. I love her to death. <laughs> she's a tough lady. So yeah, we're, we're exploring that. I don't know what the timeline, there's really no timeline on it. We're talking to a couple of filmmakers right now that are very interested in doing it. Um, so we'll, we'll keep you posted as things go on that it's kind of a fun thing. Um, and then of course, another thing that I'm really excited about, that people have been asking for for a little bit is for us to do our social media safety class on DVD um, to be able to, to uh, distribute that out to folks that can't get to our classes or, you know, aren't right down the street. So we're going to do this social media safety class on DVD with Mackenzie and I uh, this year so we can get it out to people, to schools, just to individuals that want to buy it. It's going to be very, very affordable, uh, be under, under $20. So, we're excited about that, and then we're going to have a guide, a uh, teaching guide that goes along with it, uh, frequently asked questions guide, things like that. 
And then we're also going to open up an opportunity to do Skype classes or Skype Q&A sessions to follow those classes. So um, be looking for that in 2018. It's a lot. We got a lot of work yeah, to do. Man, man, holy we, we need to get to work. And, and that's why uh, I kind of said it before, but we, you know, we're looking at a lot of this stuff, a lot of positives and negatives that took place in 2017. And uh, we're taking even the negatives and turning them into power energy going into 2018 because we have a lot of work to get started really fast. So excited about all this stuff. A <laughs> lot to do, a lot of work, but it's all good stuff. So, and of course, many, many, many tattoo removals and cover-ups along the way. So. You know, we hit 694 this year. I think we're going to hit 800 this next year. So I like to give myself a little bit of a, of a goal to, to reach for. Right. I think that's attainable. But, um, yeah, that's, that's the year. Craziness. I'm looking forward to the future. Me too. Me too. I'm, I, I look back at 2017 where even the struggles were things that we took positives out of and made them into learning experiences. and just trying to get a little bit better every single day. That's all we can do. You know, as people, yep. that's, that's the goal, right? So that's why I tell people all the time, just try and do a little bit of night, you know, little nice random acts every single day. And by the end of the year, you'll, you'll feel pretty good about what you did that year. So that's all this is. That's all ministry is, is just little random acts of kindness every day. So, but, uh, Anything else you want to add? No, man. I think you covered it. I'm, I'm just, I'm just like the Alfred to your Batman. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, but Alfred was the smart one that set up the Batcave, dude. So yeah, I'm running all this high tech equipment here, man. <laughs> <Right>. Kidding. <laughs> yeah, having to deal with my cell phone going off and everything else. But I would just like to close it and, and again just kind of thank everybody for for everything in 2017 all the prayers all the um, financial support all the people who came and visited us people that came in for regular tattoos people that came in for ministry work um, you guys are just such a huge part of this journey man and i've learned things from from everybody uh, along the way so god bless you guys thank you so much for being a part of our story thank you for everything you all do in your day-to-day -day lives to make this world a better place let's have a happy new year i got this feeling inside my bones it goes electric wavy when i turn it on all through my city all through my home we're flying up no ceiling when we in our zone i got that Sunshine in my pocket, got that good soul in my feet. I feel that hot blood in my body when it drops. Ooh, I can't take my eyes off it. Moving so phenomenally, you more like the way we rock it. So don't stop. And under the lights, when everything goes, nowhere to hide when I'm getting you close. When we move, well you already know. So just Nothing I can see but you when you dance